Hi, welcome to Tent Talks, everybody. I have got a co-pilot today, and we've already heard from her, so this is reunited, and it feels so good. Welcome back, Lacey Rogers. Thanks, Stacey. It's good to be back. <laughs> I'm just going to do my best to not giggle through this whole podcast, because that's what we love to do when we're together. We love giggling. We love, to giggle. we love it. Well, actually, this episode was really prompted by a session that I had with Lacey last week. Lacey came to the office and we did a little bit of an energy session and energy healing is kind of hard to explain to people. And as Lacey and my friendship has grown, we've done a lot of journey work together. We've done a lot of energy healing. And so I wanted to, in that session, explain step by step what I was doing so that she had that information and knowledge and so that she could help co-facilitate her session. And afterwards, I just got some feedback from Lacey. And I said, was that okay? Did that make sense? And Lacey, what did you say back to me? Yeah, I think the feedback I gave you was, Stacey, I feel like the way that you walked me through that helped me understand and even be able to like further explain to like friends the work that you do because it is sometimes a hard concept right because what you do is so much more than just massage but it is this body work and energy work and I just love the way that you explained it to me because me personally you know this about me I tend to keep a foot in two different camps right I like to be in this very logical clinical like side of things I like to understand things on that level and I really love what I call the woo-woo and what that is <laughs> is kind of the stuff that is harder to explain or put a term to or the things that we experience or the areas we find healing that is hard to identify and you kind of look at more with a sense of awe. And so I've been working with you for a lot of years doing body work, but I really felt that the way you described what you did, I was like, yes, that's like helpful for me because there's been so many friends that, you know, you want to refer you to. And it's like, how, how do you sum up really what Stacy does, you know, because it's not just massage, but it's also hard to have those conversations without also putting on a pedestal or, you know what I mean, uh, yeah. having some of these unrealistic expectations of what healing spaces offer. Yeah, because it feels really weird to say, I'm a healer. And I made a TikTok about this, how like the young kids nowadays are just like, I'm a healer. I have it healed. Everything is healed. And it's just so defined. And it's taken me years to even identify with that archetype. And I still don't necessarily say to people, I'm a healer, but rather I help facilitate a healing space. And so in today's episode, I basically just wanted to talk people through a session of setting up sacred space or healing space, because there's so many people working on bodies, so many practitioners, and whether you're doing hair for people and touching bodies, esthetician, whether you're a doctor, a dentist, a nurse, this is really important information because energy work and healing work is not this luxury anymore. It's more of like you have to know this language 
in order to thrive in today's society. And we have these limiting beliefs around certain things like massage as, oh, this is a luxury. This is an extra. You know what I mean? And so being able to frame that in a way of, yes, it's like one part massage, but it's so much more. It is an investment in healing. There's so much work that can be done through the body. And so I think that is an important shift that we are starting to see in a good way to even, you know, when you speak about your practice and marketing and things like that, of having a more encompassing way to describe what you do, because it's so much more than massage. And I worry that, you know what I mean? That kind of stops people at the door of like, oh, like I'm not worth investing in something. So maybe extra or whatever, when it really is no, this is actually a space that provides a lot of healing. And yeah. I think there's some barriers that a lot of people have around, you know, self-care and investing in that kind of healing because it is sometimes viewed as maybe an extra. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you run into that like with your clients? Like I definitely, definitely. And there are people who just want to show up and not participate and have somebody else do all the work for them. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that as my practice gets smaller, intentionally smaller, because it takes a lot more out of me to work on people post pandemic and through the pandemic. And I, I obviously did limit numbers immensely during the pandemic in case there was an exposure and an outbreak and I had to contact everybody I'd been working on. So I I did limit, but in that intentional limitation, what happened is alignment. I wanted to work on the people that I knew were putting investment into their self and like participating in the experience that it wasn't like, Stacey, I'm going to come to you and you're going to do this thing. And I'm not going to do anything myself. I'm just paying you to do it so that the next time I see you, we can repeat this all again. I mean, that's exhausting. I've fallen into that thought trap before. And what I appreciate about you is you don't allow people to stay there. And I hope you'll speak a little bit about that. But I have been that person that I'm like, I'm going to go to Stacy. She's going to fix this, right? But yeah. the reality we know, you know what I mean, is I don't do the fixing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like nobody can fix your body like you can. And when you go to somebody and they tell you that they're going to fix you, it immediately becomes undone because it's the internal shift that happens. It's not the external. The external is just a space provided the shifts happen from the inside out. And that's the really important part of healing work is that it's an inside job. It's not an outside job. So for those people that are listening that are practitioners or that facilitate healing spaces or just work with other bodies, this information that I'm going to share, I feel like it is going to become so important like not extra information to know, but essential information to know. The world is changing. It's moving very fast. We know from philosophers, from people who have come before us that life is energy. Everything is energy. And being able to have a vocabulary around energy and how to work and manipulate energy is becoming essential. So when I begin a session, first of all, I do preparatory work before a client even comes into the room. 
And that usually looks like turning everything on. Sure. Like I make sure the setting is set up. I always light candles. I have a diffuser going that diffuses essential oils. I have a lamp on. I turn off the overhead lights. I make sure the table's set. I might burn some incense or some smoke. Those are all preparatory things that I do even before meeting a client. As I prepare the space and intentionally walk through the space, making sure that it's set up for them and everything is fresh and clean and intentional. And when the client gets there, we spend time at the beginning of the session and I ask them, what's your intention? How does it feel in your body today? What do you want to work on? And based on what they say, I know where to match them and what kind of space to hold. So then when I come back into the space after they're on the table, I go through a template or a script in my head. And when I was talking this through with Lacey, this is where I kind of get a little squiggly because I think it does sound very woo, but it's very practical to set up a boundary or to set up a space when you're working with other people. And it seems so simple, yet it's very profound. So what I do is before working on them, I call in the elements, the four elements, air, earth, fire, and water. And this is a really easy process for me because my room is already set up with these supporting elements. And you can do this in any office is the thing. Like it is really simple. So let's just take air. Air can be sound. It can be vibration. It can be an air purifier. It can be cracking a window open. I love fanning a space. I have a fan I love that I love to just fan the room, almost like open the windows and fan it. Move the air around. Exactly. Provide air circulation and flow. Burning incense, burning smoke, anything that shifts the air. That can be physical movement. It can be chimes. It can be sound. But all of those things fall under the category of air. Well, I think pretty much every office has music playing. That's such an easy dynamic to shift, like shift the air, shift the sound to provide something that facilitates healing. Yeah, being intentional with, yeah, what kind of sound is coming through and the message I think is really important because something I've learned is sound is very healing. So I think that is cool to be intentional about, you know, what is coming in through and what are people hearing and feeling. Yeah. I like that. Next, earth. Earth can be everything from your furniture to what's happening, like just as basic bodies, just making sure that your body is taken care of. So like beforehand, go to the bathroom, hydrate, make sure your body can be a safe container to hold space for the session. It can be something as simple as I have like some wood pieces in my room that are from an old cherry orchard in the city. And it just reminds me to call in like the earth where we're actually holding the session. Like my office is in Orem, Utah, and I have wood pieces from an orchard in Orem. You know, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's just there's little simple things. Also, 
Another thing is I have crystals in my office. That's so easy to set up a crystal grid or to hold a crystal, wear a crystal, something that it will ground you as a practitioner, as a provider. And if anything sounds a little bit wooey, just go back to your body. And same with air, go back to your breath. Just take a few deep breaths. Earth, just connect in your body. Next, fire. I think fire is something really easy to also pull in in a session. It can be heat, it can be lighting, it can be literal candles. I light candles. I do a lot of work with burning herbs. I burn a lot of mugwort in sessions. And so I've always got fire readily available. But if you don't have access to fire, you can rub your hands together and create friction. And I'm just going to make that sound in the microphone. Yeah, I'm doing mine too. But if you're a practitioner that works on people, create heat in your body, create some kind of warmth in your personage so that you can greet people with a nice warmth. I mean, these are basic things that I feel like when you call in the elements, you're calling in your power and you're calling in your groundedness in your body. The last element is water. This can be as simple as providing hydration for you and your client. It can be water features in the room. A lot of people like water features. It can also be the tears we shed. I think a lot of therapists and I've even noticed like hairstylists that are my clients, a lot of people that they work on lately are crying during their time together. These are sacred tears. That is the expression of water coming through a session. Mm -hmm. And when you acknowledge these elements, you call them in for support and they become support structures for you as a practitioner and a healer and a facilitator. And you could be doing this in a very sterile corporate setting. You could be doing this in the most woo-woo of space, but you call in elements or you ground and you include all the elements. Lacey, as a listener here and a co-pilot, does this make sense to you? Yeah, I love it. I feel like you've helped me understand the importance of facilitating a lot of this stuff within my own home. But I love this conversation that you're having about bringing this into our workspaces. Yes, if you're a practitioner, but also just for any person, right, that needs grounding in these places that take so much from us. So even when you said, yes, even in a corporate office, and you know, well, Stacey, I just left a corporate job. And I'm like, boy, could I have used that? And you know what I mean? Like, I love, I love that insight that these are tools that are accessible at any moment, because I love that you pointed out that these things actually live within our own bodies. We carry these tools around with us. You know what I mean? And that's a really cool thing that I don't think I thought of before now of like, oh, I always have these tools accessible to me. And uh, if I can be mindful of them, I can take them into these darker corners. 
of corporate America that you know dark corners yeah Um, I mean even having a plant on your desk I have a friend who's a school teacher and she's like studies show having two plants in your classroom like increases test scores and like helps the children with their attention and and I just think well yeah because the oxygen exchange because it's a grounding force it's a great air earth element and even water, you know, watering, bringing that intentional, mm-hmm. like these things are so simple and their support structures, they're external, they're internal, but bringing awareness to them in every session calls them forth. I love the idea, right? Of when I'm sitting at my desk at work and it's a stressful day of having that mindful five minute break, right? Where I'm taking a drink of water and I'm nourishing myself with a snack. And you know what I mean? I'm taking a deep breath and then maybe creating some fire with my hands and placing it on my heart. It's doing so, a stretch. Yeah. It's bringing so accessible that, if you yeah. really think about it. It's just a matter of remembering, remembering that we have these tools and that's where things get tricky, huh? Because Often when things are the most stressful and crazy, it's hard to remember our tools. But I love that those tools live in our own body. Like They live, yeah. Use them anytime. They That's live in our bodies fight. and we, we have to wield some type of interaction with our physical surroundings and space because that is the safe container. And we need those containers to feel safe, to relax, to heal. So the next thing that I do after I call in the elements or kind of bring awareness to them inside of myself is I call in guides or ancestors or helpers. And if that sounds really bizarre to you, that could be as simple as like, maybe you have a mission statement for your business. Like we always hear work in integrity and maybe there's a set of rules or guidelines that you live by a personal value system. You just call that in to bring awareness. I call in guides and helpers because I feel like for me in a healing realm, I need those support bodies that can hold space and provide support to me and to the client because I don't know all of everybody's needs. So I call in my guides and I call in theirs. And the word guide is just, it can be it's really like energetic support. Yeah. Like what you identify as like a supportive energy. Is that yeah. what I hear you saying? Yeah. Energetic supportive help. It could be you know, a deceased relative. It could be the values of a mentor that you studied under. It could be really anything, but it's it's calling and reaching for that help Mm -hmm. because we have to invite help in for that reciprocity as facilitators. Because again, the energy is not coming from us. The healing isn't coming from us. It's coming through us. And so we open up to that experience by also receiving and being open to help from others. So after we've called in support for ourselves, then we've really created this container for healing to thrive. And what it looks like on my end, and of course I'm doing body work, but I'm just listening. I'm just taking the tools that I know how to do, whether that's 
working the massage strokes through the body. But in a healing session, I'm typically listening to pulses. I'm listening for temperature changes in the body. I'm listening for kind of like wavelengths change. Like in Ayurvedic practice, if you go to a healer, they can identify seven pulses in the body on their on their fingertips. Mm-hmm. Like, can you even imagine like having like a couple of fingers and then like being able to concentrate and zone in to a single pulse and then move to the next pulse? It takes a lot of concentration. I have to slow myself way, 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 way down to be able to listen to the body. And I'm listening for changes in breath, changes in body temperature. I'm listening to pulses and how they change and find sync and rhythm with each other. I loved when you pointed that out to me. You know, we've done a lot of body work together, but there was a point that you were holding the base of my head, like where my neck is, and you were like, hey, can you feel this here, right? Because it's one thing to feel the sensations in your body, but for you to be able to like pick up on that sensation and guide me to go there of like, okay, do you notice here? Do you notice this pulsing? And how cool that was to be able to notice and recognize it, but also how wild that you were able to recognize it before I was able to. (laughs) And I think that does come from a lot of years of experience and a refined skill that you have, Stace. It was just kind of like a cool little insight we had. And I mean, you were at that place of quiet within where you could hear it too. Like, and that's holding a client or a person that you're working with responsible for their own body as well. Like, it's really you that will make that shift. I can point it out. And and this is another thing with massage and muscles, too. It's like when I'm working on somebody, I can point out to them a muscle that is holding tension. They might not have ever felt somebody say, this is what a tight muscle feels like. This is what tension feels like. And it's their job to literally find that muscle in their body that I'm pushing against. And they have to realize that they're pushing back against me as I'm pushing on them. And then they have to voluntarily tell that muscle to relax because it doesn't help If you just tell a client to relax, they don't know what that means. That's too vague. But if I'm working on a muscle and I say, this muscle right here is pushing back against me as I'm pushing on that. And it's your job to find that muscle in your body and just tell it to let go. You know me, Stace. You know I love a metaphor and I love the metaphor in that, right? When the healing's trying to come in and often our unconscious impulse is to resist and how sometimes it can just be a gentle practitioner that says, just look at this here for a sec. Like just maybe notice for a moment what this feels like in your body. I, you know me, I'm such a geek over metaphor. I love the metaphor of that. Yeah. Beautiful. We need this co-creation space to heal and we need the co-creation of awareness. And that's kind of the point of this episode is what good is it if I'm doing all this internal and invisible work during sessions and I'm not including other people into it because they're helping themselves heal. I'm holding this space 
but they're really the one that has to turn it on within themselves as well, receive it and, and do the work that only their body knows what, you know, what it needs. And I mean, and that is so relevant to any healing practice, that concept. So I love that. I want to wrap up with an experience that I had this week. I went to the dentist and I got a tooth pulled and it was very traumatic. And this guy is yanking on my tooth and I'm noticing my body. I am holding on so tight. I am like gripping. My hands are sweating. My feet are, I've got so much anxiety and I realized the there's so much pressure as he's pulling and pulling. And I realized in that moment, I need to take a breath and I need to release the tooth internally. I had to let go. I had to let go. It was so, it was like this moment and this shift. And as soon as I'm telling you, Lacey, the moment that I made that connection that I'm holding on to my tooth out of trauma mm-hmm. and like, you know, clenching every fiber in my body as he's yanking. And the minute that I said, okay, take a deep breath and let go, let go, let go, let go. Release the tooth. As soon as I did that, it came out, came out in pieces. (laughs) It's gross and it's wild. (laughs) It's gross and it's wild. But I just so wanted this practitioner, this dentist to have some awareness of of everything we're talking about, because I feel like having communication and having a safe place and, and having him acknowledge also these energetic dynamics, we could have really worked with each other instead of just going through all that trauma of trial and error. And I mean, he was yanking for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Resistance. Resistance. And I feel like when you work together with practitioners and also practitioners hold that safe place, you can get things done so much more efficiently because you're working together for the same goal. That's why it's so important before any session, you just do that check-in. How are you feeling today? How's your body? What do you want done? Because then we unify a goal that we can both work towards consciously and subconsciously. Yeah. So then, of course, at the end of any session, it's you return back to yourselves. You give the energy back to the person that's theirs. You take back yours. And anything that was released, you let it go. And that can be recycled back into Mother Nature. You can give it to a guide if you invited a guide. But you get rid of the stuff that's no longer serving. And that could have been as, you know... As simple as tension, if it's just a massage, like that tension is no longer there, like let it be recycled. Or even like physical rituals. So, you know, I worked in mental health for a lot of years and I still remember, you know, my manager when I was 21 or whatever, when I started explaining essentially this this ritual of, you know, you will be taking on a lot of really hard emotional stuff. You'll hear about a really lot of hard emotional stuff, but he would talk about how, you know, for some people it was helpful, you know, when you get home, when you take off your shoes, that was like a symbol of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm putting this away for now. Or when you change your clothes or that there quite literally can be an everyday ritual that if you're that mindful, you're already doing. Yeah, that you're already doing that mm-hmm. if you're mindful of it, you can say, okay, 
taken off these work shoes or whatever yeah, it is. And washing I'm, my I'm hands. setting them aside for now. Yes, I'm hopping in the shower. I'm washing this off. Like there's so many areas where we already do that. And I think a lot of us maybe feel that energetically, right? And like we're doing it, but I think it's just being mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what you've helped me with is kind of just like being maybe more aware. Yeah. Yeah. I always end every session with rose water. I spray rose water over the body. And that is this like really compassionate cleanse. And I immediately go wash my hands. And then when they're gone, I clean up the room and clear everything out. But it it is an intentionality. And I feel like that's so important to do because otherwise that energy just kind of lingers and it can reattach. And it sounds so bizarre that that could happen, but I can't even tell you how many times I've absorbed someone's pain or their emotional labor will still be with me. And it'll be like, I'll just be thinking about it or it'll be festering within my being. And that's when I know that I didn't really do a cleanup job. Like I didn't, I didn't clean it up well enough because it was still stuck inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I hope this session is insightful. I hope that you can use it no matter if you're a facilitator, if you're just going into the corporate America every day, working with children, whatever your vocation is or or your lifestyle is. I hope this information of just setting space and inviting energetic hygiene, energetic wellness into your life. I hope that you'll take that invitation makes a big difference. It does. Yeah. And Lacey, thanks so much for being here today. Of course. I love being here. I love chatting with you, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take care and we'll see you next week on 10 Talks. 